Last week, we started this uh, section out of Paul to the Corinthians. And the last line was, the time is running out. So he was talking about the fact that you need to be making changes, huh? And so he was, he was talking about what that's about. And a lot of times, I think Paul gets a bad rap. And this certainly, I kind of watched some of you as we were listening to Duane uh, proclaim this reading today. And uh, I think we need to maybe take a couple steps back and understand what's the, the, the main point of this. And the main point was the very first line, if you look in your text, it said, I should like you to be free of anxieties. That's the main thing now. I don't know anybody who doesn't struggle with that from time to time, if they're honest. We get our bloomers in a bunch about a lot of things a lot of times, and sometimes there are serious things. But we do a lot of interior hand-wringing, even if nobody else knows about it, dealing with anxiousness. Well, one of the commentaries I read this week, actually, the author Peter Kreeft had an interesting uh, introduction to this, and he talked about it in terms of vocations. Now hang with me, because I first read this and I thought, where are you going with this? But he talks about the fact that, for example, if we look at priesthood and religious life, so these people presumably give themselves totally to God. They're kind of married to the church. And one of the reasons that that happens is so they can be freed from things that will get in the way of their relationship with God. Okay. So the idea of it is, is that you can focus more intently on God. Well, actually, married persons can do that too. Married persons give their lives totally to God through another person. And they can, they, they can do that by, by being having that, that outward movement, huh? It's not just life about me, but it's about us now, huh? But you know, even single people can do that, whether you're a, a widow or whether you're a, a single person. Uh, you can give your life totally to God too. So what maybe is the point behind all of this? Well, I think that if we look at it in terms of vocation, we realize that all of us have a vocation when we were baptized. And that vocation is to be of service to the world. So we're never, it's just not just about us. We're not just baptized for us. And so the idea of it is, is that in the best situations, we let go of our childish selfishness. We're kind of born that way. It's all about me. And we have to kind of fight against that and move outside of that in order that we can be of service to others. And yet we're really torn and distracted by things. And everybody, and again, if you're, if you're uh, aware or self-aware at all, don't you feel sometimes that you're, that you're pulled in a lot of directions? Take a look at the front cover of the bulletin this week. There's a guy who's being pulled all the <laughs> I can't do that, who uh, gets pulled in a lot of different ways, huh? And, and we, we have that experience in our lives. So how do you present from being torn apart? And so what Paul's gently trying to get us to understand is that we can adhere to the Lord without distraction, no matter what our state in life is. Uh, this week I had a conversation with someone who was really concerned about what's going on in the world and what's going on in the church and, and uh, really concerned. And so we had a really long conversation about this. Uh, not unlike some of the thoughts that you may have and just don't have the courage to have a conversation with somebody about it. And so she talked a lot about this and, and uh, how, you know, where, where do you think the world's going? Where do you think the church is going? And uh, one of the issues for her and a lot of other people 
are that she gets all of her information online. It's on the internet. It must be true. So I followed along. She told me all kinds of things that I didn't know. And I said, really? So I said, and how do you know that? And I said, you know, this all sounds kind of conspiratorial to me. And, uh, well, so we talked about that. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll agree with you. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world and the church and a whole lot of other places, maybe in your own family, that are really hard to deal with. What anchors you? What brings you back? I said, if I went down every rabbit hole that I saw and, and all the stuff on the network and all the stuff that I read, you know, you have to kind of guard your heart sometimes. And if I did all that, I said, I'd be crazy too. I'd be, I'd be terribly depressed too. What brings you back? How do you know you're right? And I said to her, for me, it's the church. To me, it's the church. It kind of, all right, uh, brings me back, gives me a different perspective. Because if we don't have hope, we can't call ourselves Christian. Remember, the Holy Father said that. If we lose our hope, we're worthless. And so what, is, what do we hold on to when we're torn and distracted and pulled in a million different directions? And that, to me, is, is why we need to get together, okay? She's someone who doesn't attend church, and I keep saying to her, that's why you gotta come. We need each other. Otherwise, we get into this tunnel vision that can be dangerous, mostly to us, very destructive. And so it, it was a great conversation, and uh, um, we prayed at the end of that, but I said, you know, it's a, it's a struggle for all of us, and so how do we do that? Because to me, that, that, that ego, that pull towards self, that, that isolation thing, that's part of original sin in our life. It's the easy thing to do. And so how do we get out of it? This week, we celebrated the feast on Wednesday of St. Francis de Sales. And St. Francis de Sales was a spiritual giant, and he and St. Jane Francis de Chantal uh, were the great spiritual writers for the Sisters of the Visitation. We have, some, we have two Visitation Sisters left in the Archdiocese, uh, and that's all that's left of the order. Uh, but they're great, great spiritual writers, and I, and I uh, shared in my Wednesday uh, check-in uh, Francis de Sales' prayer, and we'll put it in the bulletin next week, and I encourage you to clip it out, and I have it on my bathroom mirror. You can put it on your fridge if that's more helpful. But to me, this encapsulates not just Francis's, Francis de Sales' spirituality, but really a really healthy approach to our spirituality, and this is what it is. It's called Be at Peace. Do not look forward in fear to the changes in life. Rather, look to them with full hope that as they arise, God, whose very own you are, will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand it, God will carry you in his arms. Do not fear what may happen tomorrow. The same understanding Father who cares for you today will take care of you then and every day. He will either shield you from suffering or will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then, and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. Isn't that a great line? Be at peace 
and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. Instead of wringing our hands, let's try that. 